Uh, we're going to invite Lynn Faulkner up. She has uh, something that she would like to share with the congregation. Brooks, can we can you hand us that microphone up there? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I'm Lynn Faulkner, and I um, serve on the Staff Parish Relations Committee, and this is Sam Huggins, and he serves on our prayer ministry team. And together, we are uh, privileged to represent the Martha Bowman family um, to honor Anthony today. This has been a very busy week for Anthony. He's had uh, this little thing called the South Georgia Conference going on down in Tifton, Georgia, where it's our joy to say that he was um, ordained as a full elder in the United Methodist Church. So... That's a big deal, and um, the church wanted to honor Anthony with a gift, and I'm going to let you hold this while I speak, if you don't mind. And um, it was made uh, by our own saintly stitchers here at the church. I'm sure every stitch was filled with love and, um, and, and just respect for Anthony as he has gone through this process of um, becoming uh, ordained as a full elder. Um, he has really, literally, grown up in this church, I believe, and, um, and he's got a long way to go, um, and hopefully he'll be back one day as senior pastor, but many years in the future. But, uh, but right now, I'd like to um, place this on Anthony. Thank you. I can. Other side. Uh, this stole was made especially for you. That means me by the saintly stitchers of Martha Bowman UMC in celebration of your ordination as elder on Saturday, June 6, 2015. And it's just beautiful. I hope you get a yeah. closer look later. He's going to get to keep it this time. I've had to take yeah. it away from him twice already, so he gets <laughs> to keep it. So, um, But I want to turn this over to Sam now. I'm, I'm just going to say a few words, and then we're going to pray together over Anthony and over the youth choir. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with some of the vestments for ministry in the Methodist Church, but the stole actually harkens back, uh, at least in one of its facets, to Jesus and the towel that Jesus used to dry the disciples' feet after he washed those feet. And so uh, we are praying over Anthony today to honor his ordination, but also to call for God to anoint him with his spirit. And I, I had something from the Methodist um, liturgy and hymnal that John Wesley uh, began uh, when he began the Methodist movement, but it actually harkens back about 800 years prior to that. And this is um, from a sacrament of ordination, one of the hymns. Come Holy Ghost, our souls ins inspire and lighten with celestial fire. Thou the anointing spirit art, who dost thy sevenfold gifts impart. And that's part of what we're praying over Anthony today, that the Holy Spirit would just pour out him in, in great new ways. So if you would, if everyone, as I come to the other side, if everyone would just extend a hand toward Anthony as we pray. Lord God, we come before you today, and we are so thankful for Anthony. We're thankful for his ministry to this church, but even more for his ministry 
to your heart. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to pour out on Anthony your spirit, your, your spirit of compassion, but your sevenfold spirit, the spirit of the living God, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of power, a spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So we just ask you to anoint Anthony in his ministry, in his personal time with you, in his family life, and in the life of this church and beyond. And Lord, we also lift up this youth choir as Anthony and the choir go out on ministry time, that you would anoint them and him for ministry to your heart and to those whose lives they will touch through you. And Lord, we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right. Well, I, uh, I'm glad I get to keep it, and uh, I don't know, I feel weird wearing it in a contemporary service. Will y'all, it, I just got to keep it. Would y'all be okay if I just wore it the rest of the service? Is that okay? Okay. I appreciate it. Um, we are concluding our series on Joshua, and uh, if it doesn't throw off the space-time continuum in the tech booth, I'm going to just stay down here. Uh, but we're concluding our hello, <laughs> uh, and then there was light. Um, we're concluding our series on Joshua today, and uh, it's interesting when you get into this profession of ministry, there, there are a lot of choices you have to make, and uh, over time, um, you can become a little cynical, and uh, I, I try not to get that way, but there, there are days where I think to myself, you know, I'm not sure... Um, that people remember what I preached on last week. And then I start thinking sometimes, and I'm like, I'm not sure I remember what I preached on last week. And, and so uh, we kind of can have a little bit of cynicism from time to time, those of us who are in professional ministry, just wondering uh, what we, we should really invest our time in, in preparing for. But as we wrapped up this series today, I, the, the title of today is The Choice. And uh, there, there were some choices I, I kind of had to make related to this morning's message. And the choice that I, I ended up going with is this. I knew that um, I was going to be a little bit of an emotional wreck uh, this entire week. Um, it has been just an incredibly um, humbling week um, to have put in... Um, a lot of hours to get to this point. And um, you don't realize unless you, you know someone who's gone through it or if you um, have gone through it yourself, everything that goes into it. And so uh, before we jump into our scripture, I just want to say thank you to all of you because I could not have got through this journey without A, my wife, Emma, um, B, the rest of my family who were supportive every step of the way, but, but C is for the church. Um, I just made that up. Um, but the, the church, this church, has been such a big part of my life um, for years. And as we conclude this Joshua series, I'm just going to share a little bit. 
this is not going to be one of those long messages. I'm just going to share a little bit. We're going to look at the scripture and we're going to try to close this out well. But my thought as I, I worked on this message this past week, cooped up in a Tifton Hotel room, a Holiday Inn Express, which even after taking showers there didn't feel smarter. Um, but this was kind of the thought that kept coming back to me. The choices we make have a significant impact upon the trajectory of our life. And trajectory is a big word. It means direction. Uh, but the choices that we make have a huge impact upon the direction of our lives. And so we're going to read from Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. I'm, I'm going to read one verse from Joshua 1. And then we're going to read Joshua 24. Joshua 1.7 says this. These are in your bulletin if you have those. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. And then in Joshua 24, that's from the beginning of the book. Now we're jumping to the very end. Joshua 24, verses 14 through 18. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our parents up out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our journey, our entire journey, and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites, who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord, because he is our God. And th this is an awesome scripture. This is one of those classics. Uh, in fact, at my mom's house, uh, where I lived in high school, uh, when the, the cement was drying uh, for the porch area, my mom had us inscribe into the concrete Joshua 2415. Uh, in my house now, Emma and I, we have a cross that, that was made for us. It's a stitched together cross that's uh, cushy. And this cushy stitched together cross has that inscription, Joshua 24. 15. And, and people know this one. It's one of those that people quote a lot from the book of Joshua. And it's the part where it says, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And it, it's a choice that jo Joshua challenged the Israelites with. He said, I want to challenge you with this. It's time to make a decision. We've been a wandering people. We have now come and we have taken over the land. If you've been with us throughout this entire series, you might remember the first week we looked at Joshua on the edge of the Jordan River about to lead the people across and he led them and, and the water stopped 
and they were able to cross over. And it was this incredible sight of God's presence being with them as they crossed into the promised land. And then the next week we looked at Joshua and the experience of, of prayer that he had, the encounter he had with the commander of the Lord's army, knowing that God was with them right before they went to their first battle. And then last week we, we took kind of a look at some of the many stories within the book of Joshua and we talked about how in each instance there was some sort of indication of God's presence with the people. And, and just time and time and time again, God's presence shows up for them. And it gets to the end of the book. And Joshua says, choose for yourself who you're going to follow. Will you follow the Lord? You've got a choice. Will you follow the Lord or will you follow the other gods that are available? I think through the, the life that we live now, I think through the different challenges that we have in the world we live in, uh, in the potato chip aisle, have you ever counted how many potato chip options there are? Uh, I remember reading a few years ago about a missionary who had been living overseas for a certain number of years, and they came back, uh, I believe it was after five years, and they were asked by a friend of theirs, what's the one thing you've noticed changed the most in American culture? And the friend was expecting the missionary to say, oh, just look at all the way technology has changed, look at all the new things that are available now. But the, what the friends, the missionary said was the amount of options on the potato chip aisle. When I left, you, you, had, you had barbecue, sour cream, regular, and you know maybe some wavy and baked varieties in there. And so when I read that story, I was curious. And so I went to Kroger on Pianona and I counted the different types of potato chips. And I will tell you, this, this is going back about five years, but as of five years ago, there were around 150 different types of potato chips on the potato chip aisle. I have a uh, car that has over 100 stations that I can tune into, and that does not even count the ones that I can pick up locally. That's just the ones that come through a satellite feed. Some of you have cable at home, and when you go to flip around, there are so many different options. Um, and then you inevitably flip around and flip around and go, oh, there's nothing on. Uh, even when you have hundreds and hundreds of channels to check through. We have lives that are absolutely filled with choices. And some of those choices truly have the chance to impact the direction of our lives. For you, it might have been an experience with a significant other. It might have been uh, the choice to take that bold step and ask someone out on the first date. Uh, and that led to, um, for a lot of you, a, a marriage that you now experience and kids that you now have, um, all because you had to make a choice initially. Um, I remember my wife Emma and I were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago, that there was this uh, girl that I knew that uh, we were kind of sort of interested in each other, and she went to Germany for a few months, and so I had a choice. Um, should I just wait around until this girl gets back? Well, then I met Emma, 
and I made a choice not to wait around. And I'm glad I made that choice because if I had not made that choice, it would have significantly impacted the trajectory of my life. And I think back as I, I sit here with this beautiful gift that was given to me um, by the church, I think back to sitting in my apartment in Athens in 2007, uh, December of 2007, and receiving a message from Ashley Griffin, who uh, was then and still is our youth director here. And he said, we have a position open. I want you to consider it. And then the next thing he said was, stop laughing. Um, because I, like all people, um, David Denson, where you at, said, I am going to Athens, and then I'm not coming back to Macon. Um, raise your hand if you've made that statement in this room. There are a few of us. Um, but I, I said, I am not coming back. Uh, and I'm, you know, I, I, I loved Martha Bowman when I lived in Macon, but I, I don't really see the need to go back and be on staff there. Um, but God kept working on me. And I made a choice um, to throw my name in the hat for a position uh, that wasn't the position I wanted. It wasn't uh, as a full-time position even. And uh, God blessed that, and it turned out to be the right choice, um, for me at least. I, I hope it worked out for you too. But I can't imagine what trajectory my life would have taken if I had not made that choice. And, and last night, um, we had some friends over. Uh, there was a little horse race that I would, I've gotten a little passionate about every year. Um, I, in the early 2000s, got really excited about the fact that there might be a horse win a triple crown. And I watched year after year that horse come short. Um, and I, I, I made a commitment to myself, I want to see a triple crown winner in my lifetime. And year after year after year, I've waited. And uh, I said, maybe this will be the year. Why don't we throw a Belmont party uh, with some of our friends on the day I get ordained? Uh, and maybe the stars will just align. Well, there was this horse that the owner had, and he sold it. And he spent money to get the horse back. That horse won the Triple Crown yesterday. That owner made a mistake getting rid of that horse, made a, a choice that was wrong, and so he made the choice, I'm going back to get that horse. And uh, he, he's returned on his investment. He's done all right. Um, <laughs> but I sat there in absolute jubilation as uh, American Pharaoh, whose name is spelled wrong because he was named in a, uh, some sort of contest and the person spelled it wrong and they didn't realize it until it was, he was already racing under that name. Um, he won the, the triple crown, and I, I just was thankful. I was thankful that, that God had placed in my life um, friends to surround me uh, with that experience. Not just that experience, but the experience of being ordained. And I, I don't want this message to be about me, but I just want to share a little bit of my heart in saying that um, I am so thankful for some of the choices I may not have wanted to make initially, but that I eventually made them. Um, and some of us here this morning might be wrestling with our own choices. We might be re wrestling with things and trying to figure out what the right decision is to make. 
And for all of us, I believe the most important choice we can make is not about who we marry. It's not about who, where we work or what we do with our lives necessarily. The most important choice we can make is the choice that Joshua put in front of the people that day. He said, you've got options. You've got choices. Uh, he, a few verses earlier, he's talking about the Amorites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the stuff like that. I had an Old Testament professor who referred to him as the, the Amorites, the Jebusites, the Bud Lights, and the Mosquito Bites. And um, just all these different nations had different gods. And Joshua said, you, you can go after those gods. He said, but I'm, I'm not interested in that. As for me and my house, we're going to choose the Lord. And so for us as a church, for us as people, for us as people who uh, live lives, we have families, the question is before us as well. In the midst of all the options that we have to make, or all the options that we have, all the choices we have to make in life, what will we choose? Because there are options, and the options keep growing day by day. The options keep growing. But I believe that God's hope for us is that in the midst of things that might distract us from our focus on the Lord, that we would make that choice. And it's a choice that, for some of us, we make one time uh, and think that's it. But it's honestly a choice we have to make every single day. It's a choice we have to commit to day after day. And so this morning as we close out the service, the youth are going to come and lead us in our, our final song. And the congregation is invited to sing along and be a part of this. But the, the altar is going to be open. And I invite you, uh, if you wish, to come and make that choice today.